We will now prepare your planet for habitation by the Zion. This time, a contemporary tale concerning the Space Action Podcast! You are the population of the world. With your hosts, Chris Carson and DC and Shama. Well, well, well. This is the weasel. This is the reptile cage. Here are the ducks. Welcome! The Space Action Podcast, uh-huh. a division of Space Action Heroes, a webcomic uh. that you can find at spaceactionheroes.com. I'm Denise Owenshama. And I'm Chris Carson. And in the words of my parents at my 21st birthday when they realized what a disappointment I am, is this really fucking happening? Uh. Oh my God. Yeah. Are we? We're back. Is this a new episode? Yeah. Oh my God. And in the words of my parents, sorry for coming on your face. Oh, that's okay. Hmm. That's, I mean, oh. you probably should eat more protein. It smells weird. Inside thoughts, inside thoughts. Hey, everybody. Hi. Oh, my God. So due to some technical difficulties, a mixer covered in cat urine and other extenuating <laughs> factors, we had to disappear for a bit, but we are back? Yeah. You're probably starting to think one of us had like a Chappelle style breakdown and just bailed, but well, I'm still here. Are those things mutually exclusive? Like, <laughs> yeah. just because we disappeared and then technical difficulties doesn't mean we didn't have didn't, a technical breakdown. Didn't go through that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna light a cigarette. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, That's how things are going over there. <laughs> That's how things. Yeah. Are you, are you well, downstairs? I, uh, I'm in the basement. It's early in the morning. I figure I can get everything aired out before there's a child in the house later. Is there going to be uh, protective services coming to be like, did you smoke in a fucking sealed basement, you motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. We'll you guys are getting really stringent with this helicopter parenting bullshit, man. This is crazy. Come on. Uh, so I don't even know what we're going to talk about. There's only there's only one glaring thing that I think we need to discuss right now. Mm. Black fucking mermaids. <sighs> Son of a bitch. God damn it, people. God damn it. That's all like I have to say. I think that's all that should be said. Just ah fuck. Who cares? I people know that they're not real, right? That's right, let's start right. there. Alright. What are you gonna make a unicorn black next, motherfuckers? Is that where we're going, you woke pieces of shit? <laughs> Don't have a big black horn on a unicorn, huh? I went back Not and looked at that shitty Pirates of the Caribbean movie with the mermaids, and there's a black mermaid in there, and no one complained. But I guess because this one had a, a pre-existing iteration, there's a, there's an issue with it. And that mermaid was in the background, otherwise known up until recently, the black ground. Ah, segregated off so the white mermaid could be up front. Typical Merlot. <laughs> I gotta say though, honestly, like I did not, like I saw the trailer, and went, oh okay, whatever, new Disney content. It's not even art anymore. It's just fucking filler for the mm. streaming services. And I didn't even think. Like I don't know why my, br- I guess I've just given up on society that I didn't even think that it was going to explode. Obviously, it's going to though because people are awful. But now when I'm on any kind of social media or YouTube and a video comes up of someone either complaining about it or stodgently defending it, I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. This is Disney content. There's bigger things going on right now, it's a people. children's movie. <laughs> uh, you know, my, 
I think I've said this before on the show, but my contention with this is like, listen, I would get it. I would get the outrage if they were like, you know what? We're retroactively re- like deleting every version of the original Little Mermaid. Right, in fact, exactly. we're going to double down. We're going to make her black in the cartoon version. And yeah. now you just have to see a black Ariel for the rest of your life. Then I would get it. But I'm like, just don't see the fucking movie. Just Yeah, you know it's not mandatory, yeah. right? <laughs> it's fu- <laughs> who gives a fuck these like fucking direct these what do you call it uh, remakes these live action remakes tend to be fucking awful in the first place so, like, like let's start yeah. there you know <laughs> there it's going that, that, and that's the problem though you're not going to be allowed to say this one's awful right <laughs> because right. then you're immediately part of the problem so Disney knows what they're doing mm-hmm. they, they're very smart in what they're doing but um, who cares? Who fucking cares? I am so sick of hearing about it. If I hear someone say Black Mermaid one more time, which, by the way, is my new fucking stage name. Black Mermaid? Black Mermaid. Which side you know why, you Chris? the fish side? Well, because I'm a Pisces. Yeah. Oh, yeah. are you? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know astrological signs. It's, uh, that's the fish. That's the Jesus one, right? That's why Jesus' fish is a fish because he was born in under the Pisces stars, right? Yeah, because he, like he a, was he was a he, he was a fisherman. He made fish and bread uh, while he was dancing on the uh, the, the the lake there, and uh, okay. then he turned the lake into wine. Wait, is that the story? But the reality is because he was born in the constellation prevalent in the sky of Pisces. Um. Well, n- n- well, I wouldn't know because you know. <laughs> You know, he's black too, but no one wants to acknowledge that. So. Jesus is not black. He's probably an Arab Jew at best. Let's get it straight. <laughs> and on top of that, much like a mermaid, he never fucking existed. Yeah, exist. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. And also black. Probably based on, like, uh, uh, what was it? The the fertility mushroom cult. Oh, yeah. The uh, Yeshua. Was it that given a certain translation, a mushroom is like a plant that's been inseminated by god or some such noise well yeah because that was the thing it was like the um, mushroom cult it was um like a biblical scholar who studied the dead sea scrolls mm. uh, who wasn't who who was like hey i'm pretty sure they're talking about when it rains god's coming and in the morning after rain mushrooms grow and then they eat them and trip out and talk to god and then that became christianity yeah pretty sure that's what these scrolls are are trying to tell us but you know you do you boo you do you do you and look how that turned out <laughs> Look at that turned out, yeah. You know, I always said the Catholic Church could benefit a lot from a little bit of psilocybin. Just start putting it in the fucking, like, wafers. Maybe they think young boys produce it. Oh, that's what that's all about. Maybe. They're Um, like, legend tells of an asshole on a ten-year-old who produces (laughs) the ability to see God's face. One day we'll find him, and there's only one way. We have to suck our way through every single last one of them. Hey, you know, if, if it actually in the deep, deep Vatican archives, it turns out it was like just a fertility fuck cult, then all the fucking suddenly makes sense, doesn't it? The pedophilia, no, but the fucking does. Well, pedophilia is only like a current social construct. I mean, like two, three hundred years ago, it was like, uh, he's ten, you better suck his dick, teach him how it's done, Martha. <laughs> like, it's the only way to make him learn. You know, they found in like uh, Greek or Roman whorehouses... They found uh, menus, and for like young virgins, they had guys with small dicks. Hmm. Yeah, they were specifically for them. So, like, like yeah. Well, I'll be it's damned like if you, I'm going to start you breed. doing things Greek style. You know, like <laughs> unless it's like it's got some tahini with it. I don't. I have, I have no interest. <laughs> I want to see you at some point go on stage with a T-shirt that says Greek style. If you bleed, you breed. <laughs> 
and just watch people like, I don't know what to say here. I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, I love how we're seven minutes in. We're on the pedophilia and <laughs> light xenophobia already. This, we're right back. Is, we're back. Is, yeah, we're right back. This is what happens when we don't podcast for months. Mm. We gotta get. We gotta get it all out. Speaking like of gods and children. Face. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Are you about to segue to some love and thunder? Did you peep out the love and thunder? Yeah, I did. It finally came to Disney Plus. It came to the Disney Plus. The Thor Disney Four. Plus. Thor Soar, I, uh, I believe it was originally called. Um. Uh, my my two second review is it started off and I was like, hey, Christian Bale's really knocking this out of the park. Mm-hmm. And wow, there's a tonal fucking shift as he talks to a blubbering giant god. And what the fuck am I watching now? Why is Thor retarded? Didn't he, <laughs> didn't he get over everything? Why is he built then? Shouldn't he still be fat? What is happening? Oh my God, this is the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. Uh, please end, just please end, just please end. I... <laughs> I wanted to like that movie so badly. I really did. Remarkably bad. But it just kept not being good. (laughs) Like, if you liked it, I like, you know, I I compare it a lot to Strange 2, where it's like, it's it's an auteur work. Like, a lot of Marvel movies I find are, especially like in the Thorverse, like the first two, well, maybe not so much the first one, but definitely Dark World, kind of just feel like an other entry for the Marvel universe. But this Mm. one's definitely a Taika film. It's got like a Taika ness all over it. Um, same with Strange. It had the Sam Raimi-ness all over it. Now, I am more forgiving of Strange 2 just because I love Sam Raimi. But this one, I was like, I, I see what you're doing. It worked for Ragnarok because I think that one had a lot more to pull from in terms of content. But this one, I'm like, I don't necessarily give a fuck about Jane coming back to spoilers mm-hmm. die out of nowhere. I don't really care. I mean, well, it's, and like you said, despite how fucking amazing Christian Bale is in that movie... I mean, his daughter dies, so he goes on a a, a god killing spree that we never see. Never see. <laughs> yeah. like, it was just and, the entire time. Like this, this seemed pretty easy to make this awesome, and you just didn't. <laughs> like, did it right? Well, see, that's where I think because I like absolutely love Sam Raimi and Taika Waititi's movies, and I really like Doctor Strange, even though it felt like it was cobbled together by a studio, but he had enough sway to make it his own. This, I disagree that it felt like a Taika Waititi movie. It felt like Taika Waititi desperately saying yes to every fucking suggestion mm. and then just trying to cram as much in as possible. And then all the jokes felt like, like in every Taika Waititi movie, there's always one or two cringe jokes where you're like, oh, maybe that one should have been cut. You're this talking one, about whole... Scarlett Johansson hanging from a gallow. <laughs> I yeah, didn't find that, that was, funny at all. That wasn't that. I mean, I found it kind of funny, but... <laughs> But like, no, some of the Hitler stuff in Jojo Rabbit, you're like, oh, all right. Mm. And the, the, even though Hitler, Korg makes Hitler look like the most tolerable <sighs> fucking character in the world. So it just was like Taika Waititi, like not even fucking trying. Maybe he was just finally fed up with saying yes to everything. He was just like, I don't fucking know anymore. Uh, maybe the story <laughs> like, will start to come out. But now that the, the deleted scenes are coming, it looked like there completely was completely different movie, a completely different movie. So I'm wondering what happened that he had to make so many changes, like completely change the character of Zeus. There was way more for Gore, the the God Butcher. It really felt like we like, I don't know, maybe they were like, just dial up the Jane storyline. But maybe, you know, and then make it more for kids. Like yeah. the, the climax of the movie is him partying with a bunch of kids that he gives his power to. I and did then, like that part. I, I hate to I, I like because, you know, because me... I have a problem with any fucking movie where the antagonist's main plot is to kidnap children. 
Like, I'm just like, ugh, unless it's Hook, you know what I mean? Like, fuck off with that shit, because you know they're going to rescue the kid. It's usually the same fucking story. It's, an, it's, it's low-hanging fruit. Um, but seeing him impart all his powers to the kids, cranking up Guns and Roses, that little girl using her bunny like Billy Butcher, using a laser baby, just like <laughs> laying waste to a bunch of monsters. I enjoyed that, that moment. Not necessarily the, the <laughs> ramble up to it, but that payoff was pretty fun. I did not. <laughs> as soon as that started happening, I was like, oh, is this the plan? They're trying to get like 10 year olds in to start another 10 year cycle. So they're all 20 when they kill off Thor like they did with Iron Man. Or like, even is that the plan? They're literally getting his daughter to fill the shoes of Thor now. Like- Everybody, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't it felt so, maybe it was just a kid, maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe it was supposed to just be a kid's movie, but then you have Gore the God Butcher and dying from cancer. So you're like, okay, so you're not a kid's movie. You're as much of a kid's movie as the fucking Phantom Menace then with your trade tariffs. Right, 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 right. <laughs> what are you trying to do here? Yeah. And why did the hammer, like, that was clearly a cutscene too. Because it's like, remember Thor was like, baby hammer, take care of Jane for me. And then the hammer's killing her. So why? Why? Well, I thought, why? Well, I thought the hammer was keeping her alive, but because she wasn't getting cancer treatment, that's why she was dying. Is that it? Because yeah. it wasn't explicit. All they said was like, "Mjolnir is is killing you, Jane." Yeah, yeah. There, they didn't say why. Yeah, there I, there was a, a little bit. I never, on my second watch of that, I noticed there was a little bit of vagueness where he's like, it's, "If you pick up that hammer, you're going to die." I'm like, not necessarily. I mean. <laughs> She's going to die regardless. It doesn't really matter if she picks the hammer up or not. So I don't really get like her final sacrifice thing didn't really line up in the end. No, and she didn't die in battle either. So she shouldn't have gone to Valhalla. Yeah. And also, if you get to attorney, you get to make a wish. Then shouldn't Thor get to make a wish like, hey, save my dying girlfriend from cancer? Or does the only one person gets to make a wish when you're at attorney? You know what I mean? Like that ending, like none of this really tracks. No, the wish thing was stupid because it 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 really put a nail in. Like, I guess that's the problem when you're at this point in a series that your continuity is is going to be really difficult. Oh, I see where you're going. But there's this. there's so many fucking times over the past fifteen years that that wish really would have come in handy. Yeah. And they just, if it was open information too, why didn't Thor go like, "Hey, let's go make a wish to get rid of Thanos and bring everyone back"? Yeah, yeah. I thought the same <laughs> thing. I was like, so this has always been an option, Thor. You're an asshole. <laughs> like, considering right? every god seems to know this. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, the continuity's getting pretty... Unless it's like... Unless they're officially in a couple years going to be like, these all take place in parallel universes. Right. Which might be the smart move. I don't know. It's getting kind of difficult to have like, what do you call it, world and now galactic threatening fucking... Constantly. Yeah, yeah, stakes because all of a sudden you're just like, why aren't the Avengers helping out with all these, first of all? Like, these all seem pretty important. Where's Captain Marvel? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She should be like cruising around space helping Buddy Guy out. They all have each other's numbers for Christ's sakes. It just cuts to Captain Marvel at a podium on an alien world, being like, "I don't care what some white dude has to say about how I save the world. <laughs> I save the world how I want to save the world." If you see me flying behind you, just get the fuck out of the way. Just get the fuck out of the, the way. Get the fuck out of the way. The time of men is over. <laughs> the age of the woman has begun. Dun, 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 is dun, Brie dun, Larson? Dun, dun. Her eyes just light up. She goes Galadriel on everybody. Brie Larson slash puffy-faced orc from Return of the King. Dun, 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 dun. Hey, a quick segue. Uh, 
I yeah. haven't watched anything yet, but have you peeped out the New Rings series? I did. And? I did. I, I watched the first two episodes, and it is it is god-awful. It's really, really bad. And uh, every, and again, it's one of those situations where it's like, well, you don't like a black elf, you yeah, fucking yeah, loser? Yeah, I heard that, yeah. It's like, no, but I could also be interested in things like quality of acting and writing and and staging of scenes. Okay. That, that's an important part, too. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. it is the most, it, you know what it feels like? I keep saying it's the 90s Hallmark made for TV movies. Oh, Merlin and the Odyssey, yeah. that shit. It's that with a billion-dollar FX budget. <laughs> All the actors are the worst. Oh, like, no. the writing is the worst. They are, like, completely abandoned. Like, you have so much lore of, that Tolkien wrote to work with, and they're like, eh, fuck that. We're just going to make our own story. And it's like, why? Interesting <laughs> like, why? choice. Why I, wouldn't you? I oh. assumed it was, like, Kate Blanchett's opening narration from fellowship just stretched into a tv show about like the the rings of power that were given out to the different races but no that's not what it's about uh, i only watched the first two episodes and so they haven't even gotten to the like the only thing in the first two episodes was the hint that um what's his name the guy that forged the rings for sauron who's in the video game cliff. Uh, shadows of uh, shadows or cliff cliff johnston um he was just like <laughs> i'm I'm thinking of building a forge to make something really cool. Wink. And I think that's all that happened. So I imagine hmm. the first season will end with like maybe the end with the forge being gotcha. made. Being made. The thing maybe. that makes the rings being made. Titillating. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Titillating indeed. And then I saw a trailer for the newest episode where Galadriel is like, you have Sauron locked in, in your prisons here in... Um, Oh, the fucking, the Aragorn's people's city, which is, oh, it's early and I'm tired and mm. I've forgotten the name of it now. Gondor, not Gondor, that's fucking, um. I thought it was Gondor, not Rohan, no, those Gondor are the is, is, those are the, no, uh, that's, um. The horse Oh people. my God. <laughs> Gondor is the giant city. Um, the horse people are from uh, Rohan, uh. but uh, in ages past, it's uh, in the actual lore. Sauron was intentionally kidnapped by these guys, and they were Atlantis, basically. Okay, and then he corrupted them from the inside and sank their island, and that's why the, uh, the ancestors of Aragorn came into the main Middle Earth and made the made the new empire of man of Gondor and all that shit. But that doesn't happen for several thousand years in wars from the point they started the show at. Right. So it's very confusing that they're just like like mushmashing all like all this lore together. You think they'll do like and a time jump or something come the next season or maybe because he, one, if he's a I, he's I, already kidnapped then they've skipped over a few thousand oh, years of saying. story, right? Hmm. The rings were already forged when he got kidnapped if I'm not mistaken. But um it's just weird. It's just weird that they're like, f like, hey, fuck you, Tolkien fans. You know, the people who want to watch this, <laughs> who are going to make it like Game of Thrones. Who did the but, um the, the Halo show? Because it sounds like that, where it's like, you, you, all you had to do was look at like the hours and hours of co pre-existing content and turn it live action. And you yeah. just chose not to do that and piss off I, everybody, including everybody. fans. <laughs> like and doesn't he take his helmet off a bunch? He's just like a burly chap. He's just a dude. Like the first, if I'm not mistaken, the first episode he takes his helmet off, and it's just to me that's such a, like a, an intentional decision to be like, listen, this ain't gonna be your Fuck your you. grandfather's Halo, which is just a dumb dumb idea because again, yeah, who don't we, you do that when when you're adapting it for like the fiftieth time? Yeah, like who, you know who, what I mean. And also like like newcomers 
wouldn't know what's the relevance of that. And then you're just going to piss off all the old, the original fans. It was like, who's that moment for? What's the point of showing his face? It's the con scene from Into Darkness, basically. It's like, yeah, yeah. Fans are going to hate it. Non fans are going to be confused and no one's going to be satisfied. I just don't get, like, in an era where what's his fuck? Uh, Mando actor, uh, why can't I remember his name? Pedro Pascal keeps his helmet on, or at least his stuntman does. Or, you know, Carl <laughs> Urban and fucking Dread keeps the helmet on. It's like, it's not implausible to have a big name in a yeah. movie and just not show his face. I wouldn't know the actor who played Master Chief in the show, but like, Jesus fuck, dude, just, it's easy. Just keep the fuck thing yeah. on. Yeah. No, no, we're going to take the Sylvester Stallone Judge Dread approach oh, to this. God. Right? I am the law. You betrayed the I law. I am the law. Was that Dread or fucking uh, the one with Wesley Snipes? You no, no, that's dread. Law. Oh, you betray the law, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. No, but uh, demolition I, man. To this, to this day, I have it stuck in my head. The scene of Judge Dredd at the beginning of that movie, Sylvester Stallone just walking out, putting his hands on his hips, and going, "I am the law." <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, you're, you think comic books are stupid? I get it." With a delivery that only Sylvester Stallone could fucking met, like yeah. master. I am the law. I am the law. I am the law. But yeah, no, it's really bad. Galad- and the thing is, like everyone is like Galadriel is the main character. But her and Elrond are both in it, and yes. they're like you could just flip it, and it wouldn't matter. So it's like she's just like she saw all the because Galadriel did. She saw the wars that brought down her homelands and the giant spider Ungoliant who poisoned the fucking magic tree that lit the skies, and she saw all that. She helped defeat Melkor. She helped defeat all the all the bad guys. Um, and now she's on this like revenge quest. And you're like, okay, okay a doesn't seem very elf like. B, there's nothing about Galadriel's character that should be doing this. It could be Elrond. It could be, like, Jimmy Knickknack. It could be Beth Fucktits. could be Cliff like, Johnston, the Forger of be, the Rings. Yeah, Cliff <laughs> Johnston, the Forger of the Rings. It doesn't matter. So it's very, it, like, there are aspects of the show where, you're like, you are just trying to show off your progressivism, which uh. always is an eye roll mm. you're like ugh yeah I whenever care. I mean and like I, I like my fantasy to come with some you know like commentary I think that's the whole point of you know like fantasy in general is to be like these are parables from modern society but when it gets a little on the nose and didactic you're like oh boy ugh. and not Tolkien Tolkien specifically steered clear of any parallel consciously steered clear of any parallels there's a great interview uh, with Peter Jackson back mm. from the like 20 years ago being like we didn't want to inject our own modern politics into this mm. we wanted to put Tolkien's politics into it and he didn't put his politics in the show and there's even interviews of, of him being asked like well clearly the one ring is like the the nuclear bomb he's like I started writing this in the 20s right. like it's not it's not it has nothing like, if some of my subconscious seeped into it that's one thing but I didn't consciously create anything and the whole concept of the of is is the smallest person can change the course of the future you know it's just everyday people go on adventures not heroes mm. and that power will always corrupt that's yeah, like ultimate that's power it. corrupts ultimately corrupts kind of ultimately yeah. like, that's it that's that's lord of the rings and so when you start making things about like climate change and <laughs> and like it's like fuck off man can we not escape we live in reality I know, I know. can we not escape reality for two seconds and just enjoy our fucking evenings stressed with child vomit all over you and a beer in your hand just like can i fucking watch an elf fighting orc please speaking of which you see john boyega's like i'm never fucking going back to that franchise ever again yeah that makes sense i mean it's kind of fast i think i might have said this before but it's fascinating that three trilogies now nine actors and all of them are like yeah i'm good 
Except for I'm maybe good. Ewan McGregor because he's an executive producer now. But like for the most part, most <laughs> of them are just like, I wouldn't touch that fucking franchise with a 10-foot pole ever again. Yeah. 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 It makes sense. Well, I mean, they really fucking did his character dirty too. Yeah. So. Yeah, they really did. Easily the most was, interesting original character of that series, and they they did totally just misuse him. And they Jar Jar Binks him yeah. basically. Yeah. Like he became so goofy. What and do you silly. think like, of uh, what we've seen from Andor? Um, I think it's cool that they're not using that big holodeck, mm. which I think is cool in and of itself. But it's neat that the visual style of it is going to be very um, um, gritty in real world. But at the same time, like I like. That's a big problem with Star Wars. Like, Marvel, as bad as it's getting, is always moving forward. Star Wars is just plunking these stories down all over this timeline that has a finite beginning and end. And it's like, I don't, I, I know, I get that the rebellion happened. I know how this right. goes down. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know if I can invest in like 15 fucking episodes or whatever it is of watching something that we all know. Then that's happened. the one thing I've noticed with Obi Wan is like, it's really hard to keep coming back to Star Wars because it's like, Especially with all these prequels like Han Solo, Obi-Wan, Rogue One. It's like, okay, well, I know how these characters die. Like, even Cassian right. Andor, I'm like, I saw him die. So there's not, like, I'm not expecting a high body count in Star Wars. It occurred to me the other day, despite being regarded as the darkest one, Empire is the only one of the nine episodes that doesn't have a main character die, which I thought was interesting. Just die off. Yeah. Um, but having said that, they keep making these prequels where it's like, I kind of feel the stakes are low if... I, if I know each character, like, I don't feel like there's any sense of risk if you're just kind no, of playing. Like right? you said, that you're playing between the movies. Um, but I will say this much. This looks more like the Star Wars story I've been waiting for a long time, where it's like we're getting away from Jedi. We're getting away from the Skywalkers and Solos. I just want to see a story about the Empire fucks with the wrong group of melon farmers. And they're just like, yeah, we're fuck this. Like, we're, we're taking our planet back. Like I, I don't know. I've said it before. Where I love the, the 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 rebellion story, the the small guy story, like about mm-hmm. a fascist empire trying to take over the galaxy, and a bunch of people banding together of like smugglers and saboteurs, and they're just like, "Fuck this, we're taking our galaxy back." More than like you know the theological force Jedi shit like that. I the prequels really rammed that down your throat, and then the sequels yeah. similarly kind of went a little too far into it. I find. Yeah. Where I'm like, I just I I'm here for tanks and infantries and starfighters, man. Like that's that's what I want to see, you know. The the wars. Mm, the exactly. Yeah, Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. They, the, the problem is the Jedi are like. Incre- like incredibly fascinating, but they've just been so overused. And they're the, and unfortunately, like Lucas kind of pigeonholed them in making them a yeah. bunch of dicks. Like they're a not just sexless, motionless monk weirdos. Yeah, like yeah. I'm in the middle of playing Ghost of Tsushima right now, and I'm loving it. Um, but I, you know, you kind of wish they went a little bit more Kurosawa with the Jedi, where they're just like they're fucking noble warriors of the yeah. f- you know but like they're not yeah, necessarily and stuff yeah exactly yeah yeah like i don't know like they, they like i hate the fact that the prequels kind of made them like these pompous fucking yeah. monks who are lost up their own asses it does you have no sympathy for them like yeah. between ahsoka and anakin the whole moral of and luke skywalker for fuck's sakes the whole moral of the jedi is just like yeah we're a bunch of dicks and we were wrong the whole time <laughs> like <laughs> sorry 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 <laughs> but then also too <clears throat> the the other way they've kind of watered down in the jedi which is so apropos for our current world is that they're making it so anyone can be a jedi but if anyone can be something, then that something's no longer special, right? 
Well, like the idea of the Jedi was that like you had to be this, like it took a lifetime of training, and you needed to show maybe like even fuck the prequels with the idea of like finding them at birth and bringing them to this weird temple. Mm. Just in, just even go original series, original trilogy concept of like you need to be focused, you need to not want adventure, excitement, you need to like commit to training and blah blah blah. And now the Jedi are kind of like, anybody could be a Jedi. It's like, well, if everyone's a genius, no one's a genius. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think it does take a certain type of person. I mean, like, you know, I think of like King Arthur's court, you know, like, yeah, literally anyone could have been on the court, but you had to be a noble knight and shit like that, which I kind of wish they drove home more than just like. But they didn't use magic in King Arthur's court, right? It'd be almost like a court of Merlins. It's like, hey, mm, hey, you, point. you stable boy, do you want to come be a wizard? It's like, sure. Can you do anything? No. Well, you can still be a wizard then. It's like, what? what? You're still bitter <laughs> about Broom Kid, aren't you? Oh, fucking Broom Kid is the worst. <laughs> but it's true. I know that we now we very much live in an age where it's like, well, we're all experiencing reality through our own fucking myopic lens mm. and we all want to think that we're special and the reality is about seven and a half of the eight billion of us are not special <laughs> i'm not fucking special <laughs> right if i was i'd be a billionaire right now so it's most of us aren't special and that's okay it, it was i think it was uh i don't remember what comedian was doing the stand-up bit where it's like when i was young there were smart people and stupid people and stupid people had the good sense to go I'm stupid let the smart people figure it out <laughs> now stupid people are like the earth's flat and fucking fucking fuck and <laughs> mermaids are black <laughs> mermaids are black or white they're not black fuck you it's like uh, maybe we got to embrace the fact that there's dumb idiots and smart people man in all walks of life yeah, or else yeah. we're gonna burn fast one of my favorite comedians <laughs> Gareth Reynolds posted a video this week and he's like listen I, I, I don't usually stay quiet on these issues, but I, I got to put my foot down on this. You know, the, the the mermaids is white because only a white guy would fuck a fish. All right. Like that's <laughs> all, that's ours. <laughs> yeah, that's ours. Damn it. <laughs> only we would be so bold as to fuck a fish. <laughs> oh, mercy. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I watch? I'm gonna peep out the Andor. I'm excited for the Andor. I think yeah, it's kind yeah. Of cool. I've given up. I haven't watched. I watched the first episode of She-Hulk. I was like, I'm out. Um, <laughs> I watched the first two episodes of uh, Miss Marvel. I was like, it's not a bad show, but not for me. I'm out. Mm. Um, so I haven't been like. I think Disney is sort of. I think Marvel's sort of sputtering right now. I think they're spinning their wheels. And they don't know what to do. I don't know. I, I can't stand the the format. Of the TV shows, like I don't mind the content necessarily. I thought Miss Marvel had like a some some merits to it. Like I really did like how much they went into like Pakistani culture and talking about the uh, the apartheid that happened in India and everything. I thought that was very cool. Um, Nonsensically time traveling her though. We're like, wait, Bangles can time travel you? Did, okay. All right. I, like I said, I like the content not necessarily <laughs> like how we get to those plot beats. Because um, like that one especially, like by, by the time you get to the end, you're just kind of like, really? That's we're doing a fight in the high school, Home Alone style. Like, all right, like yeah. I, I, I guess you, I get you wanted to keep this domestic, but like it just. Um, and similarly, yeah. She Hulk, I'm enjoying it. I like that it's just Ally McBeal essentially with superheroes. 
Um, uh, it's so cringy though. Like, there's so many times I'm just like, oh my god. And then the um, writers tweeted like, we realized we don't know how to write a courtroom show. It's like for your for your show called Attorney at Law. <laughs> you don't know but, how to write a fucking courtroom show. And again, going back to like, maybe uh, they should have hired some men to write it. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, we went there. <laughs> Stan Lee would never have allowed this to happen when he was alive. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Um, you just stolen it. Uh. I don't. I don't hate like for what it is. I like it, like they even make a joke about. It, I think in the third episode, like, is this just gonna be cameos week to week? And it kind of has just become that. And like, mm. I, I mean, I, again, like, I'm I'm not expecting much. I kind of hate whenever these Marvel shows take themselves a little too seriously. Um, oh so, yeah, then you get Falcon and Winter Soldier. Exa- but exactly with like the. I think it's just like, who has time to sit through shit that's good enough? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, like, it, uh, like all of these feel like projects that were sitting on the shelf that were intended to be movies. Because again, like I said, they always have the same format. There's the first episode feels like the first act. Then they kind of meander their way through the middle to like Moon Knight, especially jumps to mind. Captain uh, Winter Soldier jumps to mind. They kind of meander through like two, three, four, the, ep- the episodes two, three and four. And then all of a sudden, in like five, six, seven, it all seems like, oh, this is the fucking story. It, it comes to a head, yeah. and then this finale is usually pretty satisfying. But overall, if you do the math, like that's about two hours of content in there yeah. that's solid. And then the rest of it's just kind of like fetch quest shit and cameos. And just completely stretched out. And one thing I cannot stand with entertainment is if I'm ever sitting there going, Oh, you're just padding time. Yes. And that's, yeah. Like, what is this, the first half of the last Harry Potter movie? Like, fuck yeah. off. Ex- Tell a ex- story exactly. or get off the pot. Exactly. <laughs> and that's, I don't know, I, I think, and even Star Wars, because the Kenobi, for sure, was, oh my a, God, yeah. was, a, was a movie that they just kind of were like, well, if we can get Hayden back, we can pump into a bunch of Vader and just make a fucking uh, a TV show out of it. But, uh, yeah. It, did you, it, did it, you see the two-hour cut that someone made? No. It was really good. I could see that. I can totally see that. Yeah, it, it, it was very easily cut down to two hours mm. with credits, and you're like, "Oh, this would have been a pretty fun movie." Right, oh, right. Well. I can totally see that because, again, like I, I, I'm, I'll bet my bottom dollar now that whenever they're like a, a movie is on the rocks or they've just had it sitting around for a while, like I'm surprised that Rogue Squadron movie got axed and not just turned into a Disney Plus show. If I'm being honest. Yeah, um, but that might be more so to do with Patty Jenkins. <laughs> Why did she rape somebody? What happened with her? Um, I, I, she did something. She said something. Hold on, I'll find it. <laughs> I honestly, I don't really care. <laughs> sure, I think I'm she sure got turfed as well. <laughs> oh yeah, no, a bunch of entitled white men trying to be ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's basically uh, said maybe she did and Gal Gadot was like uh, like Borat How she, she talks like fucking Borat a little bit God, I can't even I'm trying to think of a Borat voice right now but I can't that's how tired I am I don't know I, I'm sure Wonder Woman 2 didn't do her any favors because I remember like after that came out all the talk about that Rogue Squadron movie slowly went away and it's it really like now we're really starting to see behind the curtains you know because I think that shit was kind of reserved for nerds like you and me who adamantly read like you know trades and behind the scenes shit as to like what's going on the production value uh production budgets mm. of all this shit but now it's like now everyone knows like you had patty jenkins strapping on an x-wing pilot costume but like my dad was a fighter pilot and i'm gonna make a fighter pilot movie and now they're just like no nah, it's not coming out we're really mm. starting like the whole dc controversy of like them axing fucking everything like well did you hear though that like the the implicate the larger implications for the studio system in regards to that was it that the, art, was- like, the article i sent you 
Uh, was that, that was that you that sent me that about how like um, they they uh, the Paramount uh, Accords? Yeah, that's yeah. you that sent that to me. Yeah. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. Fascinating. You, uh, you, you're going to be able to explain it better than I am because I'm going to muddle my way through it. Um, ugh, barely. Um, now, ugh, oh boy, help me out here. But if I remember correctly, I'm paraphrasing. But this girl uh, posted this great like four part tweet about how back in the day the studio system was delegated as to you had more of like a visionary kind of outlook where you had a studio manager who would then give the projects to directors who were like you know had a story to tell they'd hire actors blah 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 and also and, the theatrical was a big part of it too that they had to allow uh open competition for theatrical releases you it couldn't, couldn't be yeah, monopolized paramount couldn't own their own theater and only screen paramount movies it had to go to independent cinema chains like uh yeah. cineplex or everything but, but now it's expired now. Yeah, exactly. Now that that contract has has expired recently, so that's why Disney Plus and Paramount and like all these streaming services are just pumping out content is because yeah. they're trying to just draw as many eyes as they can to their production studios, um, mm-hmm. which is why we're getting so much uh, rehashed content that's just really reinventing shit that they've already done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 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 really explains like this that, like the quality of movies movies in the studio system in the past ten years really has to just people rehashing all their old titles and shit. Old shit, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's yeah. it's interesting, man. Like uh, how do we're we get... going back to basically the forties. Yeah. Just gonna be pumping shit out, and no one has a chance to get their foot in the door without being related but <laughs> to I know, the people making it. You know, uh, well, I think we, we said this when, we were, when I sent you that article. Like maybe it, I'm hoping, like, you know, for every action, there's an opposite and greater reaction. I hope that this forces, like, you know, niche auteur directors like Nolan and, Tar- well, I guess Tarantino's done, but guys yeah, like him, more. like, you know, to kind of start making more of their own shit, like, in, like, actual films, real movies, yeah. you know? yeah. Yeah, and also my, I think my point was too that anyone like we own spaceactionheroes.com anyone can make like you know boxartmovie.com mm-hmm. make a movie and put it on their website exactly. and charge yeah, downloads for yeah. it like there is that option but then the I guess the, the X factor in that is the dialing down of uh, non-partner internet um, sites by internet providers mm. so they'll dial down the speed on you know boxart.com dial up the speed on imdb.com and so no one will be able to fucking access because that all those because that was the whole big CanCon part of that CanCon um bill that was passed mm. recently was was also about throttling or giving companies more power to throttle their content the states is doing that too China obviously does it. Mm. So so then that backup plan of I'll just put my movie online could also utterly fail <laughs> unless you have connections with the, the partners. Similarly, so like I saw that uh <laughs> just again when we get a look at behind the scenes and you realize how lost up their own asses these CEOs who run these fucking companies are that Amazon's blocking all the reviews for the ring show. Because obviously it it's getting it's getting reviewed bombed by a bunch of dumbasses yeah. who are like black elf. But uh, on top of that, it's just like really now we can't even have transparency. Like, yeah. like you're protect like you're protecting your investment. I get it, but that's a little fucked up, man. Like, well, yeah, it absolutely. Like I was watching this one guy like comparing how many re- bad reviews or reviews in general movies get, mm. and um, Rings of Power, and like I think something like Captain Marvel and stuff like all the the quote-unquote woke movies did have like 10 times the amount of reviews so Mm -hmm. it's like this is clearly a review bomb 
Right. Like, it, it, but then within that review bomb of like probably a hundred people making five thousand reviews, just hacking accounts. <laughs> yeah. But within that are legitimate complaints of real people going, "What the fuck?" And those are getting blocked too. Right. You just get pigeonholed is, of like, "You're just anti-woke." Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like, can I? I went to film school. Can I comment on that level? No, no, no. Because <laughs> no, you're a misogynist, no. racist piece of shit. You fucking mega hat wearing fuck. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? Like, it's like, no, I just, I just didn't like it was that good. I don't think that's fair. Thanks, Ghostbusters. So, yeah, it's, so <laughs> it's all your insulting. Fault. It's so fucking insulting. You know, it's women's and Jews' fault. That's what it is. <laughs> Don't forget the minorities. <laughs> You're welcome. Wait, are we talking in country or globally? Because globally, I don't think there's a lot of minorities. We're all pretty equal uh, uh, under China. Listen, <laughs> if all these minorities keep coming together, <laughs> next thing you know, we're going to have a minority war. Hey, when we go globalist, black and white have to get together like the black and white cookie in Seinfeld because there's about the same number of us. We're about four or five hundred million each. And then there's like two billion Indian, like three billion Chinese, like billion fucking Middle Easterns. So we're going to have to band together, us blacks and whites. Well, look how well that worked out for Jerry Seinfeld's digestive tract in that fucking movie. That's what's going to happen. You try putting the Black Panthers next to the Klan and see how well that works. Oh, shit. We're fucked, man. Like, we're Totally oh. fuck. Might as well just lay down and let China take the world now, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's gonna happen. It's, it's gonna happen. War. Yeah. Uh. Hey, how many days until uh, uh, a senile seventy-plus-year-old uh, psychopath that needs to have a legacy before he dies drops a nuke on uh, Ukraine? Yeah. Oh how many days do you think? I'm gonna say a couple weeks. I mean, the, the, what do you call it? Russian officials are talking about fucking kicking him out for treason? So I feel like you push him into a corner. That seems like a huge possibility. Yeah, he's yeah. he's clearly psychotic. He's, he's lost very his old. Fucking mind. He needs a legacy. He can't go out like this on a failure, exposing Russia as like a shitty military. Yeah, and he thinks he's some sort of like he. What's her name? Uh, not Alexander the Great. What's her name? The fucking Russian oligarch. Oh my god, I'm really showing my ignorance here. The one who was like a conquester who fucking saved the original a Russian. A Russian. When? Oh, Catherine was it Ka- Catherine? Wasn't Catherine? Anyways, but like I, I, I remember one report saying like he literally has statues of her in his house. So he clearly oh. thinks, yeah, he thinks like he's fucking like God's gift to fucking Russia, um, yeah. which is terrifying. The money has so the dude has so much goddamn money. You think he would just shut his mouth, take his fucking billions, and walk away from the table? But he's dead set on fucking mm. new the legacy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey uh, you know what we should? Oh, sorry. Wow. <laughs> Both of us were like, let's get the fuck away from politics. And the, <laughs> well, I was gonna say since we're already like uh, forty-five minutes in, we could close out on a movie I think we both saw and maybe enjoyed, which was Nope. Hey. Yeah. Is that what you were gonna say? Fucking a, yeah. Yeah, Nope was really fun. I, I mean, I think he is dipping his toes into M Night Shyamalan territory. Yeah, yeah, a little bit with the with the uh, the overly artistic soliloquies and things at times, mm. but uh, and the bizarre dialogue choices. But overall, I it felt like an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. It felt like like it's not a UFO; it's just a giant like jellyfish. <laughs> I can I, see that. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was funny too because, like, you probably remember every time we talk about aliens and stuff. I always say, you know, mysteries now are just taught in schools in a hundred years and maybe it's just some fucking multi-phasic jellyfishes that are floating around in, in the sky that we can't see sure. on our visual spectrum and it's probably something super simple and stupid like that like the sun is way more interesting as a god than a burning ball of hydrogen sure, you know okay. I mean? yeah. so and I like that that's sort of the angle that the movie took was like it's not it's just a thing 
Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just this. It's, just, it's a space predator, which is it's fucking a predator, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. We don't even know if it came from space. It could have been Terran. Like it could have been here all along. We've just never noticed it. Like oh, that's we don't a know. Terrifying notion that there's just a bunch posing its clouds floating around the fucking yeah. atmosphere. Ugh. They've been here since caveman times, just mm-hmm. eating. Yeah, maybe there's only a few of them. I, I I will like my only criticism of that film is like similar to uh, Signs and um, Us, his Jordan Peele's last flick, is that like when you get to the third act, you know you you've set up this crazy wacky premise. The tension in that movie's so fucking good that like whenever you start to get answers, you're kind of like, all right, well I guess there's only so many ways to bring this bird in for a landing. Yeah. So some of the yeah. payoffs, I was kind of like, oh, all right, is is that what we're doing? Fine, but. I didn't care because it was just so original and so fun. Like, my God, the sound design in that movie. Like, in terms of being a sci-fi nerd, uh, the moment where they're hiding inside the house, blood's coming down the windows, and you just hear the sounds of dozens of people slowly being digested. That was fucking terrifying. So well done. It was really good. Um, I think the the I felt really stupid afterwards because I felt like that scene in in episode three like how did this happen what's smarter than this <laughs> because I didn't get the monkey I was like what what's going on with this fucking monkey is it just that he learned to satiate predators as a kid so that's why he's f- like feeding it now feeding it horses now um uh, what's his name the uh, Walking Dead guy oh uh, is that uh, yeah. what it was what is it Stephen Young. Stephen Young yeah. and and I looked it up and I'm like no one really knows but it seems the consensus is that that's what it was that like that it was all about not looking things in the eye mm-hmm. there was that whole subtext right. there's also the subtext of how Hollywood eats you up and spits you out yes so everyone in Hollywood angle to it I did love that is that like from oh dude just gonna take a quick segue to for my love for Michael Wincott I I cheered when his name popped up in the credits because I had no idea Wait, he was who was he Michael Wincott. Oh, from, from Alien Resurrection, Alien Resurrection. she's, she's yeah. one fine, fuckable piece of ass, and she, yeah. I love Michael Wincott. Um, he was Bas- the cameraman or the, yes. the DP. Yeah, yeah, Basquiat it, uh, with um, Jeffrey Wright and David Bowie as Andy Warhol. One of my favorite movies, and Michael Wincott plays Renee, like the struggling journalist who discovers Basquiat. That okay. introduced me to him as a kid, and I've just been a huge fan of his. I think that dude just has such screen presence and that fucking. I just swallowed a glass full of nails voice. It's just, yeah. he's so captivating. I, I love seeing him. But from him to Daniel Kaluuya to Stephen Young, like all of them have just been chewed up by the studio system and spit out. Um, spit I thought that was out, such yeah. a great commentary by Jordan Peele of just like, I don't want to be a studio director. Like, look what it does to people. Did you find uh, Daniel Kaluuya, am I saying his last name right? Kaluuya? Kaluuya, yeah. Um, he, he, he was a, like, because he didn't, so much I guess he did sort of that they didn't want him around because he was being so frowny faced because his dad was such a showman and then he had to come in and be like I don't know, just don't look him in the eye fuck off and right, right, like, right, oh, right. you're hard to deal with but like it was an interesting choice to make him that unlovable for for a main character in a movie, hmm. you know what I mean? Well, you're like uh, you're so, you're being kind of a mopey dick. I, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite novel, um, but. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was an intentional choice because oh yeah for sure once you have you have Kiki Palmer there, uh, which by the way she stole the show for me. His sister, I thought she was fucking amazing. I didn't know much about her whenever I went in, but by the end of it, I was like, I will watch this woman murder my cats. Like my god, thank (laughs) thank God Bill Murray wasn't there to yank on her hair, else she might have fucking (gasps) canceled the whole show. I think it was her. I think I'm, I'm, I think I don't know celebrities anymore, but I think the name Kiki Palmer sounds familiar. That he was he was shooting a movie with her. And he said he did a joke that he thought was funny, and apparently, like 
pulled on her hair and then she shut down production and now the movie's like not going forward because uh, of the crazy world we live in and Bill Murray probably was just being like film fucking Murray you know what I mean yeah but of course like, hey, nice yeah. Hair, but he should know better you don't touch the fucking hair as a as a black <laughs> you don't touch the fucking hair bill like that's a that rule might, maybe that that has become urban legend the hair thing because no one's actually made an official statement I think that's just people like oh I was there and blah 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 yeah so who knows what actually happened but it was pro- but there's a good she's a child actor too so there's a good chance in real life she's like a fucking cunt and Bill Murray does have a tendency to call out assholes <laughs> so that could have been it too like who it. knows but who um, knows? me I don't know I I like the way like you know she was so extrovert and he was so introverted I can't yeah. take credit for this I saw this in the honest trailers but there is something hilarious about the way his oh uh, and also dude <laughs> props to Jordan Peele for putting a goddamn OJ running away on a white Bronco joke in a movie in 2022 <laughs> I'm like that joke was a reach back holy fuck that kill whenever she was like run OJ run I laughed my ass off because <laughs> he was on a white Bronco oh yeah. so good um but like he talks to people like they're horses and talks to animals like they're people like he's just like that people, yeah. detracted for like he's, he's he kind of reminded me again because it's it's essentially a black western he kind of reminded me of uh Mank from the Dollars Trilogy. Like, he's just... Okay. He just looks at people like they're fucking objects, right? Like, he's just that detracted. Was a little bummed out by the fact we finally got Keith David in a Jordan Peele flick and then he got coined in the face in the first eight seconds of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Instantly. I was like, he barely got a close-up. I was like, oh, really? That's it? Okay. (laughs) I thought... Did you find, like... I get the the joke they were going for, but uh, the the one part I thought was really stupid and should have been on the cutting room floor was when TMZ shows up. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. The, why the fuck would TMZ be able to take pictures of an alien? They're, they do celebrity shit. So I get that it's, like, weaving into your Hollywood yeah. kind of narrative. Yeah. There was a lot of overlapping... Like narratives, like concepts in this movie, and I and I and they were a little confusing at times. I, but then TMZ was like, "What? What? What?" <laughs> I wonder TMZ if there? that was a different thing because I oh, you remember he had like that reflective helmet, and the whole mm. thing of like, "Don't look him in the eye." I thought maybe because you know you could do anything you want with ADR. You don't see that character's face, and they're communicating over walkie-talkies that whole sequence. I mm. was like, was there something more to this character? And they just dialed it back to like, no, he just shows up on a convenient e-bike so we can do right. a sweet Akira slide. <laughs> later on <laughs> <laughs> but it confused me because like yeah I was like I, I guess it's just a one off joke but it seems so inappropriate for this point in the movie with what's happening to have like a one oh god it's TMZ mm. like, I get it but eh. kind of feels like now you put it that way it feels like his once upon a time in Hollywood where he's like I'm going to take little shots at the studio system and the way Those Hollywood works yeah, and so you know, I, I agree. It did feel a little bit forced whenever they were like, "It's TMZ." I was like, "All right, I get it. You don't, I guess, you don't care yeah. for him." But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I really enjoyed that one. I, I where does it rank for you amongst the Peelaverse? Uh, I think like it's he is completely sh- uh, M Night Shyamalan meaning with me. Where <laughs> I think it's like because I love Get Out is my favorite. Second favorite is Us. Third favorite is. Uh, is uh nope which is an acronym apparently is it's it? um yeah i don't remember what it exactly is but it's a non it just basically means non technical or technological flying object not of planet earth not of is that it not of planet earth um so yeah i just uh, so according I guess to the google search i just did <laughs> i thought it was something to do with the technology technology but um maybe yeah so i guess it was an alien then cuz i i do 
Because Nope seems... I always thought it was such a strange title for just, like, the character saying Nope. But mm. as soon as you realize it's an acronym like UFO, you're like, oh. oh okay, that makes that makes a lot of fucking sense. Right. To, to weave it as both. Not of planet Earth. So it was a... I guess it was an alien. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck our whole theory that it was a predator that was hanging around Earth. It's it's from outer space. Yeah, since came in. Oh, maybe it came from space ten thousand years ago. Who knows? Possibly. The um, <laughs> the, the the final form of that thing, like, I, I wasn't my favorite, but bold no, choice. It was just bold choice, and and not they didn't have the money to make for the effects to make it look really really good. But I get that it was uh, geogra- geometric shapes. Mm. And it's sort of beyond our understanding. Yeah. Right? It's supposed to be truly alien. Going back to what you're saying about jellyfish, it's like, you know, they kind of said that, like, sea creatures haven't evolved in billions of years because they kind of reached the apex of their environment. So I like the idea, mm-hmm. like, that's just an apex animal. It just looks like this yeah. weird space jellyfish that came down. I thought that was pretty and, cool. And was it, like, and again, was it actually, like, folding out? from its shape or were they just slowly being able to perceive it for what it actually was yeah, I don't it, know it was weird because I, if I remember right you don't actually start to see it transform like it, it's in the sky and it's in the background I think whenever he's barreling down the road and, and then, then suddenly, when they, all of a sudden it's just this massive jellyfish thing and it doesn't seem to do it for any discernible reason you know what I mean like, yeah so that's what I was wondering if it was the whole um, you know the whole uh, even though I think this is there's no way to prove or disprove it now, but it was in the journals of like the conquistadors who came over mm. that um, that until like the people on the shore didn't even acknowledge the ship on uh. the horizon until one of them did, and then they all could, and it was like an example of the hive-like structure of of social mindsets, mm. and also how we just don't perceive things that are beyond our con- comprehension uh. until we do, mm. right? So I'm wondering if it was maybe an element of that, that it was always like that, but we just saw it as a UFO because that's what our brains were trained to see it as. Gotcha. I don't know. Yeah. Fun times, that nope. It was good. Fun times. It was times. really, really good. Nope. I'm excited for uh, Peel's next thing, the, the Henry Selleck movie he's got coming out, Wendell and oh, Wild. Did you see the trailer yeah, for no. that? Uh, no. Looks really cool. So he, he teamed up with Henry Selleck and they're doing a stop motion. For, I think, it, yeah, it's premiered, oh, at, sweet. It's premiered at TIFF uh, last week. Oh, it's already out. Um, yeah, yeah. Busy motherfucker. I think it's uh, Corey, uh It's gonna be on Netflix October twenty eighth, like f- for Halloween and shit. But it's like uh, it's just a horror stop motion comedy, and I'm like, I'm in. Like the cast is yeah. not too. He, let's see, he's got Key, so Key and Peel are both in it. Uh, oh Angel, wow! He's Angel finally Be- bringing back Key, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> finally, he's kind of, he, like, un- he took him off uh, the carbonite and fucking brought him out. <laughs> yeah, um, he was in. Pre- I'm sorry about Predator. I'm sorry. I should have brought you with me. You should have been in us. Oh my god! Wait, who did Predator? P- Key did or? Uh, no, Predator was uh, the original uh, uh, Iron Man director. Yeah, Shane Shane Black. Shane Black was but one he's of the in minute? it. Yeah, uh, I've uh, I deleted he, that movie from my my brain. He, he's one of the um, uh, prisoners. He's one of the or the locked up crazy military guys in the van. He's the comic relief. Oh my god! I, yeah, I completely blocked that movie from my brain. <laughs> I, do, I guess they're all comic relief, really. You know, the hilarity of Tourette's and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking Shane Black. Nothing's funnier than a guy with a weird affliction or a 10 year old talking about his dick i don't know what's yeah. wrong with shane black anymore <laughs> like i don't know autism what's is a stage of evolution <laughs> which you know some people believe that Uh-oh. um but uh you hear, 
Can you hear my dog freaking out in the background? Oh, yeah. Barking at He's like, you leave Shane Black alone. <laughs> I love Shane Black. <laughs> Iron oh, Man 3 is my favorite. Maybe not the best note to go out, but did you watch the, pre- uh, not Predator, Prey? Yeah. Um, didn't really like it. No? Huh? <laughs> I didn't mind. It, uh, it, to me, it was well, like, it's, it's what I signed up for. One. Yeah, it is just the first one. That's my problem. Is like, okay, I, that my biggest problem with that was the obvious, like, uh, gender flip to get attention and then just redo the fucking story from the first one. And like, how about a new idea with a, a woman in the lead? That would be cool. But <laughs> they had to the call gu- it prey instead of predator. They okay, had the cool. gun from the the second one, Chris. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> didn't make any need, sense. Like, two more sequels to, to make that make sense. And also, I, I wouldn't the aliens have the predators have to reclaim the gun be- to get it back on the ship for Danny that's, Glover to find? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So they're setting that's that's their sequel bait. Uh, <laughs> Is uh, that stupid fucking gun? I mean, I mean, I liked it in the terms of like it's it was as advertised. It was Apocalypto with a predator in it, and I'm like, yep, that's what I wanted. Yeah, <laughs> I I think. I just really like um, um, what's her name there, uh, the the lead actress who looks like uh, Audrey Plazo. Oh, Plazo. does she ever? Just irritated me because she can't act. She's just not a good actor. It's like <laughs> every scene is. It's like watching Audrey Plaza try to do drama. You're like you, you're not. You're a comedian. You were discovered like in a diner or something, and you do comedy. Please stop doing drama. Kind of got the same vibes from her. Where I'm like, eh, you're not very good. And why are you all speaking English? Yeah, well, you could watch. There's a Comanche dub you could watch. I heard about that. They took the laziest fucking approach to like satiate people screaming at them online. It's like, well, we got a dub version. We could have shot it in that. <laughs> That's what I too. was wondering. Like, why didn't you shoot it with subtitles? But you know, they were like, because people don't. Mel read. Gibson will fucking shoot it in its actual yeah, language. Yeah, What's yeah. that say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't. Did you- I didn't mind her in terms of just like you got to be the lead in a Predator movie. You don't really need like acting. Shops like they let Arnold do it out of the gate for God's yeah. sakes. <laughs> and I guess, and then I know the flip was the whole point of the first Predator movie was the the strongest men in the planet up against or nothing against this fucking hunter. Mm. And then this one was she wasn't the strongest. She kept failing, which was nice to actually see uh, them put a, a lady in the lead who actually fails. Mm. <laughs> it was kind of refreshing. Mm. But like her 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 lesson was, well, I'm not as strong, but I'm smarter. Mm. I, I can fucking trick this motherfucker, and I like, and I thought that was fun. That was really yeah, neat. yeah, for sure. But overall, it did. It, it's still it, and and again, I think like the like digital cam, like digital filmmaking has lost all quality when it comes to filmmakers' ability to stage shots because everyone just goes out and shoots the far shot, shoots the close ups, and says we'll deal with it in post, we'll yeah. color grade it in post, <laughs> we'll do everything in post. And so all these movies, Prey, everything we've been talking about, except for Nope, felt so fucking just generic. The Rings of Power, one of its biggest problems is it feels like a TV movie. Like the camera work is so uninspired. I felt that original. way going through the second run of uh, Love and Thunder. Yeah, I was again, just set it up and shoot yeah. it from a green screen. We'll deal with it all later. That one, I wonder if they used the volume for it because... The the one Maybe. the one detracting factor for the volume and it definitely became obvious in Boba Fett is it does just feel like people standing in a giant room like yeah hitting Obi-Wan their marks and just too. deliver yeah yeah hit like standing yeah. in a big room hitting their marks and delivering the dialogue and they just move on you know yeah and that's again talking about how we're going back to like the 1930s and 40s filmmaking method yeah yeah that's how they did it back then too just crank them fucking out get Humphrey Bogart to say something and move on. Mm. Um, did you see the trailer for the new Spielberg, The Fablemans? No, but I've heard nothing but good things. 
it looks super cheesy, like as cheesy as fucking Spielberg can get. And I, I think I'll brave a theater to go in a filthy fucking disgusting theater to go and see it because it, it's, it's going to make like a film buff kid who failed <laughs> like me just break down watching it. Yeah. I'm gonna just, it's going to kill me. Well, but I, I, I think it's going to be really, really good. I think it's great that like for the first time ever, because the thing I love about that dude is that like he. He does like the closest you get to autobiographical shit is that like he clearly has dad issues. Like, every single one yeah. of his movies, there's some sort of weird dad issue. Well, because his dad left, so I love mm. that his dad's present and and the antagonist in this one because he wrote it with another guy, which I imagine was him pacing around a room telling life stories and right. then turning it into something dramatic. Mm. But I do like that. Like I didn't have a dad. My dad left when I was young, so I'm gonna put a dad in it, and he's gonna be a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty great. That's yeah, yeah. I think it's. I don't know. I think that's gonna be great. I haven't yeah, watched I this Spielberg in a long time too. I know, and all his movies are great. They're just like I find them boring these days. Like I have no interest in seeing West Side Story. Yeah. I have no interest in uh, what what was the one before West Side Story? I don't Ready Player remember. One. Ready Player One was just trash. I hated that movie. Yeah, I ironically, I was gonna say adaptations aren't his best work. But I'm like, fuck you, do Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking one of Jaws? the greatest. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was pretty much an adaptation. Mm. He only wrote what Sugarland Express and Duel. No, he wrote Amblin, and he wrote um, um, E.T. He mm. wrote parts of E.T. And I think this is the first thing he's actually written, like full on written since E.T. I think. Um, which I'm looking it up. That's intriguing. I never thought of it that way. Because E.T. was his baby, and I'll be damned if that's not one of his fucking, one of the greatest movies of all time, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. But again, I, I, I won't say this coming from a place of, like, love and admiration for E.T., but without the music, that movie fucking sucks. Fuck you! <laughs> John Williams did a lot of he heavy does. lifting on oh, E.T. Get this, he, okay, so there's there's more than I realized. Uh, Amblin, Sugarland Express, there's a couple shorts before that, but uh, Goonies... Oh, he uh, was listed as writing. So, but remember, writing uh, listing Spielberg's writing can often mean he popped his head in the office and went, "What if they went down a water slide?" Well, it looks like, like he came up with the story, <laughs> and then Chris Columbus did the screenplay. Oh, so he was like, "What a bunch of kids going on an adventure yeah. with a pirate ship?" Yeah, but it, it, it which makes sense because it feels very. It's got all the, yeah, like a bunch of like asshole kids, fucking you know, Avengers. They like you have like the the smart one and the fucking. The one who says "fuck you," you know, like there's all it's just like a different, a bunch of different kids. Um, and Data wasn't the kid named Data. He was named Data. Um, I like how everyone bitched about uh, in the new Ghostbusters movie the kid named Podcast, <laughs> and I'm like, that is stupid. But you know what would have been stupid in the '80s? A kid named Data. Data. That's <laughs> would a good have also point. been stupid. <laughs> uh, Close Encounters. He wrote. Um, oh, did he full on write Close Encounters? Uh, let's see. It looks like it. Uh, Poltergeist. Uh, was another he? I was another one. He, I yeah, think it was he came one up, of his ideas. Yeah, yeah. In the uh, Twilight Zone movie, I think he came up with some of the ideas too. Yeah, according to IMDb, uh, Spielberg came up with wrote uh, Close Encounters. Hal Barwood came up with additional story, and Jerry yeah. Belson did some. Other I really feel like Spielberg's the guy who paces around a room belching out ideas, like the the mm -hmm. transcript from the Raiders of the Lost Ark, which he didn't get writing credit on. But even on the transcript, you can see a lot of like, well, what if we did this? What if we did that? Now go make it into a script. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
That's the way to do it when you're a visual autistic filmmaker. Yeah, don't it, fucking write shit. No, no. Like, leave that in the hands of people who actually know how to write the fucking stories. Human emotions. Yeah. Yeah, who actually have human emotions. <laughs> yeah. That's why leave him and Lucas are such good friends. They just awkwardly yeah. stand on opposite sides of the room like, I love you. What? I said orange great. juice. It's going to be great. You're great. You're great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be great. 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 You watch the ILM doc? No. No? I, I didn't I, even know there was an industrial yeah. magic documentary. Disney put out a... Th it's, it's a I haven't really dove into it because it's like three parts and each one's an hour, but like... Can I, I ask this, though? Is it like a jerk-off documentary? Kind of looks like it. Um, I'm, I'm so I, I, sick of jerk-off documentaries. They don't make good documentaries about movies anymore. I love fucking anything about behind the screen, behind the scenes, and I think the story of ILM's very cool in the sense that, like, they set out to make this wacky sci-fi movie and had literally no... It was like Jurassic Park. They had literally no idea what the fuck they mm. were doing as they were in production, and they were freaking out, and then they came up with fucking revolutionary gold. So yeah. I'll watch that story over and over again, but I imagine Disney Plus is going to pump in a lot of, like, even in the trailer, they oh, yeah. had, like, J.J. Abrams and, like, a bunch of directors being like, ILM is yeah. the gold, is the lifeblood that pumps through yeah. Hollywood, you know? <laughs> if you if anyone listening is actually interested in quality, um, like, behind-the-scenes documentaries, you got to go back to, like, the late 90s DVDs when they were first put putting yeah, uh, behind the scenes stuff on because all the grit is there all the the scars the makeup's off you see people fighting you see like people talk about how this person was hard to work with and how they got to an edge where they wanted to just quit but then they just pushed forward and they got through it like all the all the messiness is involved surprisingly now, film documentaries are just like everyone show great and no one talks about <laughs> shit like scandals and troubles and like the things you actually have to overcome as a filmmaker to make a movie you can actually see the transition happen of what you're talking about over the prequel behind the scenes because the phantom menace one you see like all the post pre-production guys just sweating their balls being like is oh, this yeah. even feasible and then you by the time you George get to Lucas say I think I went too far yeah and then <laughs> by know? the time you get to like Revenge of the Sith everyone's just like it's so great to be back yeah. again with George <laughs> yeah they learned they were like we don't want to show how the sausage is made anymore mm. we just want to show everyone jerking the sausage off mm. and know? how mm. sweet sausage jerk and then the boiling hot splash of grease and cheese when you cut into it prematurely and it burns the roof of your mouth yeah <sighs> yeah. yeah. you bust into that sweet ILM casing I don't know what I'm doing anymore yeah. I don't Chris I don't what know. am I doing <laughs> I think we're talking about dicks but I don't know <laughs> I, think, I don't know I, my gut's telling me about that I'm talking about dicks but my gut is also very hungry <laughs> I can feel dicks in my gut I think that's what it is yeah why is that what we go on? Dicks and guts? <laughs> you feel the dick in your guts? That one's for you, ladies. Yeah. Whenever you feel that dick in your gut, it's time to wrap things up. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Is that it? We All right. Yeah, that, that's, that's it. I'm well, just holding my hands, my face, my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Feel like that's one of those audio clips that one day is going to come back to haunt you. <laughs> <laughs> what the uh, the dick in the guts? Yeah. <laughs> <Or> the... <laughs> Something uh, Talia's going to be playing for her therapist when she's on a couch one day. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a horrible like uh, like sweet sixteen fucking advice. If, when you feel the dick in your gut, you just relax. <laughs> 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 
Okay. All right. We'll be back with some more stuff. Yeah, we'll be back. Because, we'll my be back. God. Now we're all set up now. So we're yeah. all set up, and that content keeps a coming, so. Yeah, it just, it's just fucking content upon content. Yep. We'll, we'll never want for anything ever again. All I want is for quality movies. <laughs> That's all I want. Too bad, Chris. You're getting quantity, not quality. <sighs> Fuck you. Andor, uh, October 28th. And scene. <laughs>